generally I give y'all a whole rundown of what the fuck happened before. And then I'd be like, welcome to blood, meth and tears. And we play the music and all that kind of shit. But right now I just want to say without a shadow of a doubt, skinny Pete, how the fuck you going to tell Jesse that the niggas that got you need to get got while you're giving Jesse their address so he can go get them. If you don't get your skinny ass up and put in some work, him and Walter, both motherfucking punks. He's offered, but he's on probation. He didn't offer. He offered the same way I tell you, you know what? I'd whoop that nigga's ass, but I'm in California. Y'all didn't tell me um, Stringer Bell was on Breaking Bad. Because Walt was acting very much like Stringer Bell. Oh, you're just seeing that? By the way, welcome to Blood, Meth, and Tears. Now, Walt, Walt goes through many different phases. Right now, this is very stringer bellish. Very much so. Right now. <laughs> Between this episode, be- the this episode, the previous episode, and the next episode is Walt at his most fuckboy grander. Hmm. That's accurate. Because I was pissed off at Walt. This nigga. This episode. This, oh, this episode. So we can talk about this episode all the way through because there wasn't much to it. It was like two different storylines, but they were all done in two. Like it was only a, a set location. Um, Skinny Pete gives Jesse the address. Jesse's trying to stall by saying, is this an S or a 5? And Skinny Pete don't even know. Nigga, it was an S and it was a 5. You could tell both of them why they both bullshitting. But Jesse goes to this house and he's practicing how to try and punk these folks out. I didn't even take notes because this shit was so sparse in anything but action (laughs) and, and just emotion that no notes were needed. Standing outside, practicing on how to tell these folks, give me my shit, bitch. Y'all remember that uh, Malibu's Most Wanted? Yeah, I thought the same thing. Break yourself, bitch. He had them big ass clothes on, which I still can't believe we used to wear. Every time I see pictures from like the early 2000s, I'm like, what the fuck is we wearing? I don't know what y'all did out in Cali, but in Baltimore, they used to wear tall tees. Oh, you mean the ones that went all the way down to your, like, kneecaps? Yes. Looking like Grandpa Sleeper? (laughs) Tall tees and Jinko jeans. I was like, what are we doing? By the way, a quick aside. Rashani, both of y'all would appreciate this. I was cleaning up. uh, I do appreciate that. I was cleaning up the other day, and I I was playing, like, random music. (laughs) <laughs> and Genuine's In Those Jeans came on. And I had never listened to that song. That's the most absurd that, song of all time. That is the most, that's the most 
I played it three times because I could not believe how ridiculous that song was. And I was like, what what was I what were people doing 15 years ago that they thought this was good? They trying to find out if there's any more room for them in that parish? Well, nigga, I mean, in his it defense, was- in his defense, Jinkos. There might have been room for him in those jeans, depending <laughs> on the circumstance. No, I think I think really the what really made that a thing was the video. Cause that's when that's when him and Soleil was a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Soleil was a thing. He said, Wait, "Can I?" He asked, "Can he taste the jeans?" Mm-hmm. He didn't say, "Can I taste what's in the jeans?" I, maybe that's what he meant. That's not Mm-mm. what he said on the song. He said, "Can I taste them? Are they scrumptious?" <laughs> and then at one point in the song, he just starts naming brands of jeans. But you know, I mean, he, he Maryland nigga, so. Is From DC. I'm oh, still Baltimore. I I just want to give a shout out to the immortal, the forever undefeated, the absolutely perfect duo of apple bottom jeans and parasucos. How do you remember that? Because I remember that ass and the apple bottom jeans and then the parasucos, nigga. What are we doing? Parasucos were just wonderful. But one thing I did notice. I didn't really have the same experience you had because I like fat chicks. So they wore apple bottom jeans too. Exactly. They they look the same. Let's be honest. They look the same. Yeah. I guess. It depends on what type of fat you mean. I mean, I've seen some uh, healthier size girls, some plus size girls. Who had ass? So I don't know what you're talking about. I've seen a lot of them. That's all that's down there, right? Plus size models with ass. But you still had to contend with the front too. He said Levi's, Prada, baby fat. Did he say Wrangler? I love them. I love love the way that you're wearing them. Calvin, Iceberg, and Sogio. I'm trying to get inside of those. What the fuck? Who wrote did this song? He, did he mention Wrangler? That's no. when you give him credit. If the nigga could have fit Wrangler into one of them. <laughs> also, Baby Fat and Iceberg, that's really dating. That's really dating you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this whole song is dating because you can't make that song now. Why not? Yes, you could. You can you make really that song could. now. Mm. It's not anything problematic with the song. It's just stupid. Hey, Scar, you yeah. awake? A little bit. Put the fucking candy down. I'm almost finished now. I don't give a fuck. Stop eating that shit. Sheesh. It's too late now. I got, I got like four left. Come on. So, one thing that I did see on this episode that I did not fucking appreciate at all is white people that I know don't fuck with black people talking like black folks, like using our slang and shit. Like who? Like all of Jesse's fucking friends. And let's see who else. All of Jesse's friends remind me of Seth Green and can't hardly wait. I mean, I mean, Skinny Pete, I mean, once he takes that hat off, 
<laughs> he takes that hat off. He looks like your average businessman. Yeah, he looks like Peter. <laughs> Skinny Pete changes into Peter real fast. He right. probably takes his hat off of, for his probation. But um, Jesse's, like I said, rehearsing how to tell somebody to give him back his shit, bitch. And um, the mailman, mail lady comes up. The mail carrier comes up. So he's talking nicely to her. And she's like, yeah, you're blocking the mailbox, honey. So he moves out the way to the mailbox. She delivers a mail. She leaves. He waits till she's like four steps away from the building before this nigga breaks the glass in the front window <laughs> and climbs through a window into hell. I was going to say, that house was atrocious. I would have just, I wouldn't even want to intimidate somebody in that house. Nigga, was I the only one who could smell that house just by looking at it? Nope. I have been in one of those houses before, and it was one of the Ooh. worst experiences of my life. Why were you in for, a meth house? I worked for a uh, rent-to-own place for a week. Oh. And one of the houses that we delivered to looked like that, and it smelled horrible. We had to deliver a fridge, and it was one of the worst experiences. Like, we literally... Had to, I mean, they were kind of a hoarder house too. It was just a bunch of trash. Like, we literally had to clear a path for us to get this fridge to where it needed to go. Mm-mm. And I, I, I can remember that smell. And I could pretty much think, I pretty much think that it smelled like that. We, when we were house hunting, we, this was the last, like one of the last ones we, well, it wasn't one of the last ones we saw, but you know, this one that caught our heart. But there was another one that was like a one story and it was it had italian marble flooring and um like special artwork done on the floor and it was a different color on the inside and it was just so rustic and beautiful and it was beautiful and the realtor told us before we went into the house um the landlords the owners want to apologize They've been working at it. And we were like, working at what? And we went inside this house. Apparently, the people who were renting the house mm-hmm. knew that the landlord was trying to sell the house and didn't want to leave. They weren't squatting yet, but they wanted to make sure that the house didn't sell. So they had three dogs that they just let run around the house and just piss all over these hardwood floors. And so the piss went through the wood and yes. soaked into the, the the insulation or whatever is underneath the wood and got into the concrete. So the entire house smelled like dog piss. And it still didn't smell as bad as I imagine that house that Jesse stepped into <laughs> smelled. You know, speaking of speaking of genuine, I looked this up. And he was he was born in Forestville, Maryland. Do you know this place is eighty percent black? I have never heard of a place being eighty percent black. You've black. never heard of PG County? You never I mean, heard of fucking I, Atlanta? I've, I, but like Atlanta is not that is is black. Also, who gives a fuck? We're yeah, talking but, about funky ass houses, and you're popping up with genuine and no, where was, he was born at. Who no, gives was, an entire bit of a fuck? But, like, but where did that even come from? We were talking about no, we weren't. 
well, originally, and I looked so, this no, up. This but, is uh, but this anyway. is why people say, uh, "Were you listening to me when you were talking?" Because they're talking. You're literally, <laughs> you're literally researching where Genuine was, I was born. I was making sure that he was from DC, like I originally said. Turns out the chick who plays Laura Winslow is from there too. Yeah, so a lot of people are from PG County. It's a very famously black place. I understand that is like it's supposed <laughs> to be a place of black affluence. I didn't think that it was a it was a a, a stranglehold on black populace. That's what happens when you eat candy. What <laughs> candy ain't got shit to do with this? That's what happens when you eat candy. Man. He was it's, he was trying to give you an out. Exactly, because then nobody give a fuck about that shit. Laura Winslow and fucking genuine. We're actually talking about something that's actually, and you commented on the fucking conversation and then went back to seeing where genuine was born at. Because I was doing that all at the same time. How are you a Virgo with ADHD? It's not ADHD. I'm compartmentalizing. Oh. What are you thinking about right now, Scar? I see it on your face. What the fuck are you doing, Scar? I'm I'm looking up the thing that you told us about earlier. About the boys. The, oh, the, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Played the boys. I'm well, pretty sure the house that Jesse was in don't have no HOAs, though. I'm pretty... The thing is, no from the outside, it looked like it was a cool-ass neighborhood, though. So, I don't know. But that house looked like it smelled like Sweat, shit, moldy food, roaches, piss, and just abandonment. And he gets into the house and he's 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 walking through all this trash and it's dark and it's just like, look, and then he hears a television. So he goes into the front room thinking that he's going to run into fucking Splooge. There's no L, it's Splooge. It's, sorry, I'm not white. Don't know how to say the word. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking say? at the trivia for the episode. That's how I know that. I Who the Splooge. fuck says I'm going to Splooge? What does it mean? It means nut. It means come. Oh, okay. It yeah. means sperm. Okay. Splooge does. I don't know what splooge means. I think they meant splooge. This nigga's name is Cumface. Who? The meth addict. His name is oh, either splooge or splooge. <laughs> I didn't know that was his name. <laughs> He walks in there thinking he's going to... Yeah, because Skinny Pete said it. He was like, his name is Splooge. And Jesse was like, dude, you got robbed by a nigga with a knife named Splooge? Yeah, yeah. I, the, and if you take out the L, it still means the exact same thing. Yeah. I just looked it up on Urban Dictionary. His name is literally Seaman, which my homeboy's name is Seaman, but it's, spelled, it's supposed to be Simon. It's just that it's S-I-E-M-E-N. So I just call him Seaman. Um, he's the one that we did the dream team with on location when I was out there in Seattle. Uh, the white dude, Jordan. I shouldn't have said his name. Now people are going to call him Splooge. Um, anyhow. I see why it goes by uh, Jordan. Yeah, very much so. Uh, 
so he goes into the front room thinking he's going to run the splooge and, and, and the meth lady. And it's a like three-year-old kid, redheaded three-year-old kid. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Just looks as dirty as the fucking kid from the movie Dick Tracy. Like, I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God. He, this kid was so fucking filthy. I almost had to pull a um, Chucky Booker on that nigga. I, this made I, me so sad. I almost had to turn away. Right? To see this kid just sitting there. Like, a, this is what an abandoned kid. This episode broke my heart. Yeah, everything about this, 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 ep- this house and this part of this episode. And remember in Snowfall, um, Rashani, when they found Wanda in that house, mm-hmm. it was all fucked up and everybody was just like not giving up. Like those two made me look at this, was like, God damn, man, that shit is, that shit is bad. And that's what I was about to say. This was literally the white people's version of a crack house. And you have to think that some of these drug no, addicts it's not. have kids. It's not because the because a, any version of a crack house becomes basically like a crack den where there's multiple people using and blah, well, we don't know that that's not what happened in here. I mean, <laughs> so obviously, like, like no one was there. Like so, I I, I wouldn't say so. Well, what I what what I'm alluding to is I know children are crack addicts, and I know I met them later on in life when they were like sixteen, fifteen, sixteen, and they were always Brandon Cascar doesn't fucking like the Wire, Dookie from the Wire. Okay. That's the closest I can connect to this kid. And Jesse sees this kid and you could literally see his heartbreak when he looks at him. So he makes the kid a fucking marshmallow sandwich. Sandwich. Like what the fuck? I, I guess there's nothing else in <laughs> If, there, if there's peanut butter, it's a fluffernutter. How do you notice? The fuck is a fluffernutter? That sounds like a sex act. It's a peanut butter and fluff sandwich. A fluffernutter. <laughs> What's it taste like? I didn't I even no know idea. they sold marshmallows in a jar. Well, <laughs> I know that they make marshmallow sauce because we used to get it on our um, frozen yogurt. Frozen yogurt is one of the most unhealthy inventions in the fucking world. Not because of the frozen yogurt itself. Because of everything else you put in. Everything you put in. Exactly. Nobody ever gets a plain frozen yogurt. (laughs) (laughs) Niggas get a frozen yogurt that could weigh maybe, and and the places are so fucking smart, they sell it by the pound. They get something that the frozen yogurt could have weighed like a pound, but you take your kid in there and all of a sudden there are six pounds of candy on top of the fucking... Shout, shout out to the dumbass kids who you try to tell them, hey, 
you're going to put this candy on top of this and it's going to make the candy really fucking hard. Mm-hmm. And they go, fuck this. I'm putting the candy on anyway. Crack, and, then they complain about, and then they complain about the candy being hard. It's like, nigga, I tried to fucking tell you. My skittle hurt my tooth. Nigga, it's frozen. Because I told you this. But yeah, so we would put marshmallow sauce and raspberry sauce on top of ours. Um, I mostly just put chocolate on mine, like the ch- the chocolate stuff. You know, I put hot fudge on there a few times, but it had to be the right type of flavor. And the one out here did like watermelon and stuff like that. So that flavor wouldn't have really worked. Plus right. they had like a sweet cream. But anyhow, um, a fucking fluffer nutter. He makes him a fluffer nutter and he's sitting across from this kid. And the kid's eating. And Jesse is still looking at this kid like, where the fuck are your parents at? He's asking him, hey, man, where's Splooge at? Where's, you know where Splooge is? The kid doesn't talk throughout this entire episode. But he does know how to play peekaboo. So Jesse plays peekaboo with the kid. And as he's playing peekaboo with the kid, he starts hearing the kid's mom come back. So he tells the kid, he picks up the kid, he carries the kid into his bedroom, he puts the kid under the blankets. He tells the kid, stay here and stay down. I'm going to handle this. Now, the thing that we didn't mention is before Jesse goes into the house in the first place, this nigga takes his own hit of meth. Oh, he did? I didn't see that. Oh, he, yeah. He, absolutely did. He, he did it in the car. He did it in the car. Oh, I missed that. He, he took a hit of meth before they, honestly, I should have said, he takes a hit of meth and then he approached the doorway, walking the blood, meth, and tears. Because that's really what happens. He isn't sitting at the door talking shit before the, uh, the, the intro comes in. He's in his car taking a hit of meth after getting the address and everything. And then he grabs the gun, spins the chamber to make sure that there's enough bullets and walks over there. And it looks like he's about to do a murder. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. The kid does say words. He turns to Jesse and he says, I'm hungry. And that's when Jesse makes him the fluffer nutter sandwich. Skyler's at home. Hmm? I remember getting on Twitter years ago and seeing people arguing about (laughs) why do they send drug dealers to prison? It's a harmless crime. It doesn't hurt anybody. Shit. And I was like, that's a, I know that's like a woke thing to say because we're, you know, we don't want to put quote unquote nonviolent people in prison. But every time I see like, Like, you're literally just, like, taking advantage of people to make money (laughs) and then not paying taxes on it. I got five people on one side of my family that I know without a shadow of a doubt are children of drug addicts that have lived through that. I, yeah, you tell me you're going to deal drugs. I'm like, get the fuck out of my face. I can't even talk to you anymore. And not weed, okay? I don't think weed no weed, no. Especially yeah, since obviously. white people monopolized it, and but this shit, you selling meth and crack and shit like that? Mm-mm. You know, y'all niggas need to stop fucking around. And just start selling mescaline. What's that? Exactly. 
It's a drug. It just ain't. It just ain't meth level drug. Why can't everybody just do weed or shrooms? You know, this the stuff that's like not this. Mm, you know, people want to get high. They get high from those. It just doesn't leave you in a fucking wasteland, <laughs> yeah, it's a- trash zone with I, I your was, kid. I always wondered, like, what kind of high is is meth? Because I know I've never wondered. Never I've, wondered. No, I've known people who've done meth, and it's not wondering for myself, but like we know that cocaine is a you can get up and go. You can do some things on some yeah, cocaine. It's a party high. D- d- Heroin is an all-day drug. You ain't doing shit that day. Fuck it. You're out. Like, ain't nothing nothing happening that day. Yeah, that's a good point, Scar, because I can't really tell from this show either. Right, and it's just like, I don't know what kind of high that is. Like, I I have no idea. Weed is a, you know, some people function on weed. Some people just calm the fuck down and chill the fuck out. Uh, some Some people, it does speed up. Um, it just really depends on what type of person you are, but I don't know what kind of high method. Well, it depends on what type of weed you get. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, I, I, I wonder. I wonder what kind of high that was. But I, I'm, I, I don't do drugs. I don't even drink. Like, what are we talking about here? So, I don't. I don't know. I don't. Somebody was asking me a couple of days ago when I was at Sam's Club, do I drink beer? And I was like, I don't I don't drink. The last time I had a drink was like nine months ago. And it was a shot of tequila. Hmm. Yeah, I drink very, very infrequently. Yeah, I'll probably get a drink when I go on a trip. Like if I go on a cruise, I'll have a drink. And if I go... uh no, that's about it. Because usually when I go out to a restaurant with friends or something like that, nigga, give me my Shirley Temple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a drink when I go out to eat, me and my wife. It's always one drink, and it's usually a margarita. Mm-hmm. Almost I, all the time it's a margarita. I just, I don't like, I've seen what niggas are like when they're drunk and when they're high. And I don't like them. I've listened to what I sound like drunk. Yeah, I've listened to what you sound like drunk, and I didn't like you either. It was not a pleasant experience to listen back to. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That whole era of y'all niggas getting drunk and high or drunk and then doing a podcast was fucking annoying. Wait a minute. We are not talking about y'all niggas. You are talking about them niggas because I did it once making it y'all niggas i that did it be fun once doing and it, it was once. not for the sake of the podcast do you understand the circumstances of that day yes i do understand the circumstances of that day but i was not i was not drinking to be on a podcast i drank and remembered i had to be on a podcast but it was the same day <laughs> it was the same day i found out about my wife and her infidelity so, like, I got fucked up because I was sad, sir. It I was did say that I understood what the circumstances were for that day, right? I, I did. Of a did say that. So I did say, say that. So don't I say said that sounds like. So don't say that type niggas. of. But that type of drunk sounds like a horrible podcast. I'm talking about upbeat oh, no. fun oh, no. drunk. Oh no, I was, I was 
blitzed. And I'm a I'm a cheap drunk. I don't I don't and I didn't know how to drink. Um I would say I started drinking right before the podcast started and about 15 minutes into the actual podcast I did not remember until I listened to the playback. <laughs> um I'll just tell you this. I've never drunk before. My ex-wife used to drink, so there was some vodka around. I don't like the taste of alcohol, so I mixed it with some soda. But me not mm. being a drinker, I mm. mixed it, I mixed it half and half. Mm. And I was drinking from a large glass, I mean a large cup, uh half and half. So I was fucked up. Remember Shawty Scar Scar was drinking that drink from the blackening. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what he was drinking. <laughs> it was it, I was drinking I was drinking Smirnoff <laughs> the unflavored Smirnoff and Diet Pepsi. <laughs> oh god, you made I, me sick thinking I, about that. <laughs> I I'm just going to say this and then I'm just going to ignore anything you're going to say in response. That still means that y'all niggas we're drinking, no, but we did. I didn't do you. That you can explain it all you want. But you like, can explain it all you want, but you, you still said, did a podcast no, drunk. No, you said that era of getting drunk and doing a podcast. Did no, you get drunk and do a that, podcast, car? But the getting drunk, get no. But you made it seem like because we know of people <laughs> who did shows like when when like we know about when 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 the black guy who tips and and uh, uh and all of them they did each other's shows while drinking four locos once like they did it for the they did it for the purpose you? of doing the shows while drinking them yes, that but was, did you do a podcast me. while drunk during that period of time yes or no it was after. Did you or did you not wear a nice shirt during the sign the shiny suit era? That's all I'm asking. Like <laughs> you I, may have I had a different think, reason for I, wearing it, but you still were I, shiny suit, man. I and, don't think I was included. I don't think I'm included in that because mine was not for the purpose of doing the podcast. No, you're justifying it. I am. You're justifying yeah, you're trying, it. That's yeah, you're fine. Trying to put qualifications. He didn't. I, mean, all he I said didn't ask for qualifications. Drunk, and I got fucking drunk on your podcast, sir. Yeah, because I'm okay, a cheap then. drunk. So, so he's it, right. But that so, was that, uh, that means you did later. it twice. That was years <laughs> later. That was years later, and that part was. Hey, but I will admit the idea. I will admit we did do an episode which was horrible. It was a horrible idea, Brandon. We did a show called the Single Serving Show. And we decided to do a choose your own adventure book. I read a book on this show. And every time that you died, instead of getting out safely, we had to take a shot. Nigga, the book was a choose your own adventure book about the fucking Titanic. 95% of the things that happened were niggas died. Hey, I'm a cheap drunk. I wasn't even drinking nothing that hard. I was drinking a Mike's Hard Lemonade. And let That's me tell a good you, idea. a few minutes into that show, I was like, y'all niggas ain't hot. I'm like, taking my fucking shirt off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot all about that shit. But yes, they were like, why the fuck did you choose to choose your own adventure book about the Titanic? You gotta drink better. When you drink, if and when you do drink, drink you gotta drink I better drink, liquor. I drink so you don't feel like that. <laughs> I drink what I had. Like this. Yeah, you need to drink like especially since you don't drink that much, you could just buy one bottle of something nice. It'll probably last you two years, three yep. years. I'm gonna tell you. When you, I, you do drink, it's something good. I'll say not last year, but the year before, I decided to drink a little bit on my birthday. 
because I was by myself. I was feeling a little lonely. I was like, you know what? I'm Can we make this a quick story? So, so Is I that possible? Some, do you know so how to bought, do that? Let's see. So I, Go. Some, so I bought some wine coolers. And let me tell you, I made it about oh, one, one and a half wine coolers. And I was fucked up. What like, the fuck are you drinking? What are you going to tell I me just, next? You drinking they were, they were a dollar. <laughs> they were a dollar at the store. <laughs> The, the wine coolers was a dollar at the store. I bought three You're of them. You drinking one dollar wine coolers? Yeah, the regular fucking wine coolers. You might as well drink a 40. At least that's that's better than a one dollar wine cooler. I ain't drinking no malt liquor. <laughs> so, anyway. Drinks a ripple. Suck. Right? Now, now, now that we've gotten through that part. um, I do like Fireball, though. Rashad, you were at where he, after he made him that nasty ass sandwich. Yeah, that's when Skylar listens to a voicemail. She gets one from Marie. Marie rambles, and then she gets a second one about from from Gretchen. You know, um, calling to say that she was worried. She learned that she called to see if Walt was. Uh, she called Walt's phone first, but his phone's disconnected, and. So she was just checking up on the family. So Skyler, not knowing shit, because why will Walt communicate shit, calls Gretchen back and catches Gretchen while she's rolling in a fucking Bentley. Oh, my God. That car was so fucking sexy. It almost made the Atlantis more set looking Gretchen look good in that motherfucker. Like it was a Bentley, and I was like, holy shit, that Bentley. Yeah, I absolutely don't blame uh Skylar for this part. No, not at all. So no. why would we blame Skylar for this? She didn't I know, know shit. I know some people who would. We what? we remember what the talk was when this show was on. Everything she did was the worst thing you could possibly do. How could you blame Skylar for this? <laughs> You she can't. You can't blame her for this one. Not. Not. I don't trust those people. So Skylar apologized for not calling until that very moment. You have to understand how much people hate Skylar. But she wants to thank Gretchen and Elliot from the bottom of her heart for what they've done for Walt. And Gretchen is just looking at the phone, just mouth agape, like coma. But Skylar's just won't even give her a chance to talk. She's so full of emotion and so grateful that they paid for his cancer treatment bills. <sighs> to Gretchen's credit. She played along. She played along. What's the down ass chick thing to do? But I don't I don't but to her credit, I don't understand why as soon as he showed up, she left. Because he's a fucking dickhole. <laughs> I mean, like, but like, like nigga, she I, went I, to I, his house. She went to his house to find out what the fuck are you talking about? But then she wasn't gonna say anything. But she's right when she tells Walt, nigga, you literally had a chance to get this money. You said no to getting the money, which is still available to you, by the way. Then you lose me and my husband in a lie and say we're giving you the money that you said you didn't want in the first fucking place? Yeah. So my question to you here, this is what I was confused about. And I, I knew you, and maybe I'll maybe I'll learn more in the future so you can't answer it. I, I figured you and Scar could answer this. Walt then goes, in this conversation you're talking about, Walt ben basically says that 
y'all squeezed him, y'all squeezed me out of the company. Y'all took my research and got rich off of it. And so I'm still mad at you. But like by by Gretchen's reaction, he left her. If he was, I couldn't tell if he was delusional or if she was just being like, like, oh, you know, um, you know. That didn't happen, like being like that type of person. No, no. His, his pride, his pride got the better of him when she when she started fucking with dude. I don't even think his, she was fucking with dude, was she, or was she just giving less attention to Walt than she was to him and to the research? Yeah, because the the only thing that we've seen in a flashback is the two of them when they were very much a thing. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing we've seen. So something happened. Something happened. And, and the next thing we knew that, that nigga was packing his his stuff, but he's packing his stuff in her house. In 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 her father's house. He goes upstairs, doesn't say nothing. Anybody else just starts packing his shit. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's because you muscled me out. You stole rich little white girl stole my idea and rich person shit. And I'm, you want me to say sorry? I'm fucking sorry. Yeah, you fucking, you stole, you stole from me. And fucking, you stole. And Hulk Hogan, we come for you, nigga. Like that's literally what he sounded like. Like she was just like, I ain't gonna tell nobody. I just need to understand what the fuck are you doing. And if you need our help, just tell us you need help and we'll give you help. And he's like, you stole my whole fucking. It was literally, no, I, I'm gonna tell you, you know what it is? You know what it is? It's literally the conversation that Ja Rule would have with 50 Cent if he could ever get 50 Cent to sit in a room with him without shooting him in the face. You stole my whole fucking idea. You made fun of me singing, nigga. And then all of a sudden you sing a candy shop, nigga. You stole my whole fucking idea and you ran with it. Okay, Scar, go ahead. I think where Walt crossed the line was he looked at her with a straight face Mm -hmm. and told her, this ain't got nothing to do with you. Bitch, you use me for your lie. (laughs) The fuck you mean this ain't got nothing to do with me? I got somebody that calling me, praising me for some shit that I didn't do because you fucking declined this shit. But and then here's when the I ask you about it, when you tell me that they ain't got nothing to fucking do with me. You use my name when you fucking decline my shit. Fuck when, you, when what we think of as a horrible circumstance, which is Gretchen getting praised for something she doesn't even know about. To Walt, that is his dream. To just get a call and somebody's praising him. Even I guarantee you, if Walt didn't know what the fuck you were talking about, you know what? He'd still take the praise. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So he's like, I'm doing you a fucking favor. My wife just called you and said, thank you. It was crying and all that. My son's crying. He comes up to you and his blood running. Thank you, Miss Gretchen and all that shit. And you asking me why? You, nigga, if you don't take this fucking gift I'm giving you. I mean, this nigga, this nigga basically creamed himself when they when they had the conversation in the in the museum. This nigga basically creamed himself when they were having the conversation in the fucking um in the school and talked about how brave he was for coming back to the school when he had cancer, had everybody clap for him. It doesn't take much praise for this nigga to get hot. That's when him and uh Skylar went out and fucked in the car. So mm-hmm. it's his thing that he's like this super prideful 
narcissistic, and, and it just keeps growing. His ego. It's it's all about his ego. Because it does like to me, it doesn't make sense because if I felt the way he just described how he felt about Gretchen in uh her husband, I forget his name. Trevor, is that his name? Elliot. Elliot. If I felt that way, I would be more inclined to take their fucking money. I'd be like, you owe me this shit. I'm taking exactly you owe me this fucking money. Yeah, yes, you're paying for my shit. And you're paying my mortgage while I'm hurt. All that shit. Yes, I'm taking all your money. And he's like the opposite. So yeah, no. He's like Gretchen. I ain't apologize. You want me to apologize? I'm sorry, ho. I'm sorry, you punk bitch. <laughs> I'm fucking devastated for you, you fucking asshole. You know what? Matter of fact, let me just say it straight and plain, Gretchen. Fuck you. That's that pretty much wild. what he said to her in that nice ass restaurant where she's trying to talk. She, yeah, Walter, Walter, you come here right now. You come here right now. Walter, you. That's how she's talking to him. Uh, you went upstairs and you, we went, I went upstairs and you were packing. You were packing. I didn't know what was going on. And you were just, you were packing and my heart was broken. You know what, Gretchen? Fuck you. Yeah. Do you know what was in his head during that time? <laughs> stupid ass bitch. <laughs> so he was on that shit. Here's something. Before Gretchen says she's coming over to see Skylar and them that afternoon, because Skylar's like, I love to catch up, and Gretchen's like, I'll be there this afternoon. <laughs> I will drop the world and come to, and melt with you, my nigga. Like I'm on my way. Walter goes back to school like he's back in class for the first time and he's doing a lecture on Carmen or carbon. Sorry. And while he's doing a lecture on carbon, Vice Principal Carmen drops by to observe. Mm -hmm. This nigga looks at Carmen and he mouths, do you need to talk to me? She's like, nah, keep going. So he immediately tells the story about the guy who made diamonds. Manufactured diamonds for GE and how a guy who's created from carbon made something out of carbon and something else carbon. And he sold, he he made it for GE. And he was like, you know, the thanks they got, you know what they gave him for that? The thing that made them like $45 million. They gave him a $10 savings bond. I'm not going to lie. Walter is the type of teacher that I would have really loved. Those are my favorite types of teachers. They have that type of charisma to tell stories. It ain't that no, type of no, charisma. No. It's that type of anger. Yeah, because remember, he wasn't this type of teacher at first. This is Heisenberg teaching. He's literally evolving. Yeah, oh, this is, okay. This is Heisenberg teaching. This is not Walt. Walt is gone. Heisenberg is fully in place right now. Mm-hmm. So after class, he's sitting in the room with Carmen. And she tells Walt how glad they are to have him back at school. Um, and when Walt asks if everything's okay, she's like, I just want you to be sure that you feel comfortable coming to me with any issues. It'll be completely confidential. And just like that, I remember what happened next. Or maybe I imagined it. 
Scar, since Carmen's such a small part of this story, we can spoil it if it did happen. That nigga tries to kiss Carmen somewhere down the line, right? Absolutely. Okay. I was just making sure. Yeah, he's he's he was like, oh really? Yeah, that nigga was on risk it all status right there in that fucking room. At that point, right there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh really? It was a word confidential, huh? You will you willing to do anything? Mm. Anything girl. Mm, Okay. 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 All right. Hey. Hey. All right. Why don't you uh show what that mouth do? Carmen's fine. Carmen is beautiful. Her she's so beautiful, her real name is Carmen. <laughs> Carmen's real name is Carmen. Like they were just like, do whatever the fuck you want, Carmen. Yeah. Um I see, I thought she was flirting with Walt when I was watching this. He probably did too. Here's the thing: there are people in the world. And I used to be one of them. Drake is another one. Who literally make wishes that every single girl in the world will fall in love with them. <laughs> you and Drake. <laughs> I, I don't know anybody else, but I know <laughs> if you had three wishes, what would your one wish be? I'd wish that every girl in the world will fall in love with me and none of them will be jealous of each other, but only the cute ones. Oh, apparently she played. She she was in next. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just. So Walt, me, and Drake, <laughs> and so he's got this woman who he thinks is giving him some sort of signal, and he's narcissistic enough at this juncture in his life to risk it all. I don't remember when it happens. I just know it happens. It absolutely does happen. I was like, is this the moment? This seems like a little early for this to be a thing, but apparently he seemed like he was close to going for it at that moment. Mm-hmm. That nigga was on the one yard line. And if he, if, if he was smart, he would have ran it in with fucking Marshawn Lynch. But instead he gets ready to leave for school or leave school for the day. And He's leaving with Flynn, and as he's walking down the the walkway, some random ass kid is no longer just Lewis. Some random ass kid goes past him and says, "Hey, Flynn!" <laughs> and Flynn lights up, and Walt just looks at him like, "How many people you tell this to?" And then his question gets even more: How many people you tell this to? when he sees one of his missing posters stuck under his windshield wiper. Oh, so Walt so Walt thinks that Flynn was telling people that his daddy was naked in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, fuck, fuck Walt Jr. then. Fuck you telling people that shit for. I think it's I don't think he told anybody that shit. Exactly. And this is just in Walt's head. Because Are y'all remember sure? when, when Walt how asked much, the how question people about this? Because it's news. It, it, how would anyone know it's Walt? Because he's an adult, and they put people's they put adults' names in the news. That shit would not be in the news. Walt. That shit would not be in the Walt White is in the gro- found in the grocery store naked. Look, it would have said a if man. This, if this was a man, are you sure about this? Because yeah, because he's not anybody famous. 
because yeah. his name being Walter White is the exact reason why I would want a nigga to call me Flynn because I'm Walter White Jr. Yes, but that, my <laughs> thing is, I'm thinking Flynn is ashamed of his daddy, and that's why he's changed his name. Because he was in the news, and his name is Walter White, and Flynn's name is Walter White also. Okay, maybe you're right. <laughs> I was a little confused there. But he had a Rashani had a nice little bonding moment with with his son in the car. You don't give him no props for that. As oh, I'm not taking props away from anybody. He did. They, they want to bury people in fire ants and scorpions. Scorpions. Let's let me let me let you in on on my psychosis. I I want scorpions, my nigga. Like, what do you think, son? <laughs> that was such a casual conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I understood that reference. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't. Brandon didn't. It used to be it used to be uh a, the name of a podcast, my 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 ex-wife's podcast. Casual conversations. Yeah. That's the a year. good podcast name. You get the and the yeah part came from um from uh from be, uh when we had the black guy who tips on, they they sang the yeah part. Like the, the woman from uh AEW, Renee Paquette. Her podcast is called Oral Sessions. Ooh, a little, a double little double entendre where she talks to people Ooh, wrestling. Right, it's called Oral Sessions. Mm. It's a great, it's a great fucking name. Mm. I, I started playing Grand Theft Auto Online, and there's so many references to all kinds of stuff, and it's just like y'all just ain't had no imagination. Y'all just horny. Like the people who make Grand Theft Auto are just horny. The security company is called Group Six. Casual conversations. Look, I got to give her credit. That's a good name. Unless you took, unless you came up with it, then you should, you know, take it back. I actually came up with the title, but, um, but that was, it was her show. I came up with the title though. So Gretchen is at the house when they pull up, they see her Bentley with gray matter on the, on the license plate. Walt doesn't put it together <laughs> until he goes back and he looks at the fucking license plate and then his whole face melts and he goes inside and <sighs> Walter Jr. is gushing thanks at uh, Gretchen and Skyler is gushing thanks at Gretchen and uh, Walt is just looking at her like she's fucking growing horns and Gretchen says to Skylar, Skylar's like, won't you stay for dinner? And Gretchen's like, nah, I gotta go. I gotta dip. Uh, I gotta get back home to Santa Fe. And so the traffic dog. And so you know how traffic is out here. And so she gives Skylar a nice heartfelt hug. And she gives Walter Jr. a nice heartfelt hug. Walt, though, if that nigga could have turned sideways and gave her the girl that I don't really know if I like, but other people are looking at me and I'm trying to be nice, hug, he would have and just patted her on her shoulder from the side. Give her that side hug. Does Skylar know they used to be a thing? 
He has to know, right? Right? I don't. They I never actually so. express they, it. They, they never. Yeah, I don't know how much she actually knows. But I yeah, couldn't tell by how she was acting. And I just, I just looked it up. It's an hour between those two places. Yeah, it's far enough though with traffic. Yeah, it's, it's an hour. So Walt Gretchen leaves, and Walt's like, you know, I should have walked her out to the car. And he walks her out to the car and says, "We need to talk. Can you not say anything?" And then that's when they go meet up, and he cuts her the fuck out because you know levels to this. Jesse is there with Spooge and the wife and demands that they give him back his money and drugs. Because not only do they have meth, but they also have heroin. Mama, I done smoked the TV. I mean, it's basically like you really they, think that those you really think that those addicts are still gonna have the drugs. They, they pulled pull it out their ass. ass. That they, they didn't pull uh. it, they didn't pull enough out their ass. That was a little something. Mm-hmm. And Jesse just left. picks that shit up with no gloves on. Like my man, my man Skinny P had a whole O. A whole mm. O. Also, Jesse was dumb as shit at this fucking house. Mm-hmm. Yes. Complete yes. idiot. Jesse's not a he's not a criminal. Well, Spooge is getting beat up, like getting knocked in the back of the head over and over again. And this nigga's whining about how he's seeing double. And Jesse never says, that's why I got two guns, one for the each of you, which is just a missed opportunity in my uh, my book. But he, the woman's like, shut the fuck up. And Spooge tells the woman, shut the fuck up, skank. And she's like, I'm not a skank. And they start arguing. And Jesse pulls out the gun again. It. Honestly, and I know we don't reference this nigga, but and I pull out my gun. Exactly. <laughs> that's I I'll, I'll allow that because that's perfect. That is perfect for that scenario. Yeah. I mean, we didn't reference it. We just said the thing. We didn't. We didn't actually say anything more than that. And I pull yeah. out my gun. So he's about to really pull out. He's really about to do something when the little kid comes out of the back room. And scrambles into his mom's lap. And his mom is like, hi, my baby. Come here, baby. While looking at Jesse with the most malevolent look on her face. Like, do something. What was all that bitch. shit on their face? Scars. When you do meth? Scars. Mm-hmm. Like Pop marks. Have you not no. seen the faces of meth before? Those, those are not uh-huh. meth marks. Those are AIDS marks. Those aren't AIDS marks. Mm, sir. Those aren't. I have my my best friend growing up. His parents got AIDS. Okay, sure. They could be car. They, I, I know carpoli sarcoma, but those aren't AIDS marks. Those are AIDS marks, sir. Oh, he might be right. It might be from like the sharing needles type of thing. No, you know, they pulled out needles. Those are, those are AIDS marks, sir. No, they're not. They're just sores. Okay. It was disgusting, whatever it was. The lesions are caused by excessive skin picking and can lead to scarring. It's not AIDS. It's skin picking. I'm I'm literally like I I had to do a I did a paper for this in uh, a paper on this in college. So I'm certain it's just math math makes you pick your skin. Yeah. It's just so here's here's a white woman when she first starts. At 48, this her at oh. 49, this her at 52, this is her 
at when she's off that meth. You see the scars right there. Mm. Next one, scars right there. They skin pick. Scars. The, they they skin pick. You do that shit. Skin pick. Yes. No. Okay. Oh no. I, I can be wrong. I didn't think I was wrong, but I mean, apparently this is a thing. So, yeah. So, um, hella malevolent. Like I said, when she's like, mommy loves you and all that kind of shit. Looking at Jesse like, I don't love this kid, but you can't do shit about it. Uh, Spooge, at that point in time, takes time out to tell Jesse, we got money in the backyard. And I thought it was a trap, but a I guess they fucking stole an ATM machine from a bodega. Say it with me, people. Bodega. He tells Jesse, Spooch tells Jesse that it's an FIDC insured. Um, and I always thought it was FDIC, but FIDC insured uh, machine. And that it's a victimless crime. While he's saying that, we see the crime scene in the fucking bodega, and they shot the owner to death. I do agree with that. Still, okay. the ATM machine is a victimless crime. Yeah, if if it's just the ATM machine. But why why did the 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 guy in the store look like the um? He looked just like the dude who got fired from the school, the janitor. He did. He looked like Hugo to you. He looked like Hugo to me. See, you being racist. No, I just say he looked like Hugo to me. I don't know. I just. But Jesse and and Spooge are uh, working to open the ATM. Jesse's complaining it takes too long for Spooge to open one. Um, Spooge's girl admits that this is the seventh one they stole, but they've never been able to crack one. Spooge calls her a skank again, and she throws a dish at him, saying, I'm not a skank! Uh, Jesse goes back to check on the kid who's still in the back room and finds him lying down in the bedroom. Uh, he then comes back and berates the kid's mom for being a lousy mother. And so then he decides to just take the sledgehammer and start working on the shit himself. This is the part where Walter and Jesse or Walter and Gretchen meet at a restaurant. And he's like, I'm not going to tell you why I did what I did. I'll apologize. Is that what you want to hear? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Shoot. That's really how he apologized. He apologized the way that you apologize to your younger sibling when you don't really want to, but your parent is standing right there snapping a belt. Like like Martin asking Jenny to marry him. Oh, the first time. I don't even remember that episode, but I know it was horrible because they had no fucking chemistry. Well, I mean, he was an asshole the first time, and then the second time he had Brian McKnight singing and all that other shit. Will you marry me? Damn. Damn, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that nigga was horrible in that show. He was. Like, every uh, episode I watched had the same thing. Him being selfish as fuck. Yeah, I just sent it to you. It's only like that was, that was- 30 seconds. Okay. I can't believe you don't remember this. <laughs> I I I should, but at the same time, I don't re- I I watched Martin like it was a it was a everybody was, in the house sit down a, and watch type thing. It was a cultural event. Yes. 
But as I got older, it, it wasn't available anywhere where I was watching it at. So it, does, it doesn't hold up at all. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's still funny. Uh, he treated Pam much worse than she needed to be treated. All right, baby, Gina, okay, fine. Please, all right, your little plan worked. What are you talking about, Martin? Gina, please, here, sit. Okay, baby, you plotted and you schemed and clank, clank. You finally got me, Gina. Okay, fine. Gina, I will marry you. Damn. I mean, are you happy now? (laughs) That's how he proposed. That was beautiful. That was the proposal I've been dreaming about all my life. Now, if you'll excuse me, I got a plane to catch. That was really the proposal she was dreaming of all her life. Get the no, fuck out of no, my face. She, no, she was being, she was being sarcastic. sarcastic. I should, yeah. But he believed it. Mm, that nigga was awful. But at least he knew he was awful and wrote him to be awful, I hope. So after he tells her, I'm sorry, dad, whatever, she looks at him and she's like, I feel so sorry for you, Walt. To which, that's when he leaned in and was like, fuck you. That's why I was confused. Because if she, if they really did fuck over Walt, then she's gaslighting the shit out of him. Which would make someone be like, fuck you. Like, why are you know, gaslighting me? But the, the thing about it is, we know that Walt was a part of the team in its inception. We know that Paul was, um, Walt was a part of the team when he was a part of the team that won the Nobel Prize. We don't really know everybody's point of view of what happened after that. We only know Walt's point of view. So, like, when he says this, she's looking at him like, nigga, that's not how this happened. And that's what she said. No, no, no. That's what she said. No, she said, nigga, you walked out on me. I didn't walk out on you. You abandoned me. Yeah, she straight up said, you walked out on me. I didn't abandon you. So you need to take that bass out your fucking voice, nigga. You did this to me, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. And it's an exhausted spoo just asleep against the side of the ATM. With Jesse sitting next to him in a chair. The child walks up to Jesse again and tries to give him to play peekaboo. So Jesse acknowledges the child. While Jesse's acknowledging the child, the child's mom comes up from behind him and knocks him out with a fucking bottle. Now he's fading in and out of consciousness and he sees Spooge empty his pockets while his woman holds the gun. You're not built for this, Jess. Not at all. Walter returns home and Skylar tells him she got a call from Gretchen. Uh, Gretchen said, you know, we're not going to fund Walter anymore. And Walt admits that he went out to Santa Fe with her. But then immediately comes up with this horrible lie about you know they really not broke. Have to lie. He did not have to lie here. No, he didn't. He didn't. He just his pride. 
Like, he could have just been like, damn, that sucks. I shit. No, he could have been like, if he truly believes they fucked him over, he could have been like, I went out to talk to her and thank her. And then I ended up, we ended up getting in an argument because of, you know, what happened to me. I'm assuming Walt told Skyler his version of what happened, of why he's not in that money. He could have said that. He could have. But he's like, they're broke. That's the reason why they didn't tell you anything. And she's like, they're broke. And he's like, yeah, you know, Fannie Mae. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this was right after the 2008. So Fannie Mae, the economy. What can I say? Bush. It's bad. They're broke. You know, that's how these people are. They don't want to tell anybody because of their pride. Walter's like, but we're going to make it, I promise. Fuck the frail shit. Because <laughs> when my math come in, we're going to need the scale that they weigh the wells with, my nigga. we going to make it. Jesse wakes back up and sees the spooge just propped the ATM machine against a chair and he's underneath it because he's like, the soft spot is on the bottom. That's where the soft spot obviously is. And she's like, his girl is like, I don't think that makes sense. And spooge is like, shut up, skank. And she's like, don't call me that. And he's like, this nigga literally goes dead mic on her. When dead Mike was like, I'm black, 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 and he black, and he black, black, and he black, and he black. That nigga called her a skank, skank, a lank, skank, skank, skankity, skank, 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 and that was when she walked over him with one fucking finger. You know that that skank sound that you were just making? Like, doesn't that sound like the um the the Taurus twenty six hundred Pac Man? Skank, 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 skank. It sounds like that, right? Candy. <laughs> she uses it one finger. Like she uses one finger to push that ATM machine back onto its axis and crushes that nigga's skull with an ATM with the ATM machine. She digs in his pockets, takes out the heroin, not the meth. She takes out the heroin. She says, "I'm not a skank." Sits down. Needle pops the heroin, passes the fuck out. Jesse's looking at the both of them. Blood is literally running across the floor. Jesse's looking at this woman passed out on the couch with the needle in her arm. He's thinking, what the fuck is going on? And then out of nowhere, the front fucking security door on the ATM machine pops open for no reason. That's, no, that's when he starts wiping everything down. He starts trying to wipe everything down, and that's when it pops up. Yeah, he's like, wipe me down. Oh, and by the way, I heard swag surfing last night. I swag. I surf. Nisha knows the song. I was like, I'm shocked. Black people are going to keep that song around forever. That song is never going to die. It's a great beat. And he was he was calling her a skank like... Um, like Greg was calling, was Greg was talking about he had a bomb in my favorite movie, Meet the Parents. Mm-hmm. Bomb, 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 bomb. Yeah, very much so. So this nigga just 
opens up the ATM machine and takes all the fucking money out. Yeah, that's the favorite one of his favorite movies. That's my favorite movie. And then he goes back and tells the kid to close his eyes, takes the kid outside. He grabs the, he he wipes more fingerprints off the ATM machine, calls 911, leaves the phone dangling, because you know, that's how you do it in the shows. Place the kid on the front steps and runs off when he hears the sirens in the background and tells the kid, you have a good rest of your life, kid. How does everybody know he did this? Wipes everything down with the exception of the big-ass fucking handprint he put on the fucking door to open it up for the kid. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, not that that matters. I don't think that's going to come back at all. But, yeah. But remember, the people know this because, remember, Skinny Pete gave him the address. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you think they run in their mouth? Badger yeah. and Skinny Pete and them, or like yeah. Jesse wouldn't handle that shit. You know, yeah, that type basically, of thing. I I think that's what really happened. That makes sense. I can see an episode, right? And and uh, a goof. Um, if you do the thing where you uh, call nine one one and you don't say anything, they don't show up. With they the don't show up. They don't show up with the sirens on. They will send somebody to check, but they won't show up with the sirens on. As far as I knew, they didn't even show up. I mean, they won't show up to your neighborhood. But the things to uh, keep, they will show up to my neighborhood. I don't even have to call 911. They're just already rolling through this motherfucker. So the thing to keep in mind. I don't think that came up as good as you thought it did. No, I, I, I mean it. Like they literally just roll through this motherfucker. We don't have they're here. Why do I care about how it sounds? I'm being honest. I could pop my head out the window right now and see three cops driving by. That sounds like you live in a bad neighborhood, sir. No. It just sounds like what's going on right now is my entire area is fucking gentrifying. To where the bad neighborhood is literally three blocks away. Because they put nice houses right in front of the hood. You know, they said that there was some speculation about Spooge. But I didn't get any of this. What the fuck? I'm looking at the trivia for the episode. There's a speculation that he was an EMT or an RN that started using prescription drugs and blah, 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 whatever. What the fuck? How would you know that? We saw him twice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying... Can I at least finish what I was going to say before you jumped in with the fucking trivia? The trivia said this about the episode, but I didn't get any of this from the episode, is what I'm saying. Can I at least say what I was going to say before you start jumping in with your not even factual ass trivia? I was pointing out the fact. You know what? 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 What, Michael? I'm going to just stop. Don't, Don't call me Michael. Really? Sorry. Really? No, I'm just gonna stop because. No, I'm talking about the Michael part, not 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 yeah, this. No, I don't no, give a fuck about this. No, no, I'm no, more concerned no. about that. Like, really? No, 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 most people, if they call me by my name, they call me Mike. But uh, people who call me, when when you call me Michael, I truly believe I'm in trouble. 
I feel um, you. Okay. So yeah. Okay. I'm sorry about that. There's, I did there's not... only like there's only like three people in my life that actually call me Michael. Okay. Got it. Mm-hmm. Where do you think? But the things to keep in mind are Walter's revenge scheme that he's talking to Walter Jr. about. And also the hey, hey yourself dialogue that he's having with Carmen. <laughs> Fucking Carmen. Okay. Randy, you got anything? No. I enjoyed this episode. Like I said, it was a lot. It was a lot. This this episode was the episode that uh, got Aaron Paul nominated for Best Supporting Actor in a Drama Series in 2009. I could definitely see that. They, they submitted this specific episode for that. I could definitely see that because he was the primary focus in this episode. Oh, so the nigga who speculated the spooge was an EMT was a nigga who was spooge. See, that's actors making up a backstory when there is none for a character. Right. But there's literally nothing that would justify that. Wait, he plays spooge in Better Call Saul also? Mm-hmm. I've never seen Better Call Saul. I should probably get on that. It's a really good show. Also, the one thing that you didn't mention is that the little boy that Jesse plays peekaboo with is the twins, but we never said their names. One of them is Brandon Carr. What twins? The redheaded boy. They were twins. You know, typically when when you have little kids in a show, they usually play by twins. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because there's all kinds of rules of how how long they can work and all of that kind of stuff. So usually when you have little kids in shows and movies and stuff like that, a, a lot of times they're played by like if they're if they're little little kids and not like preteens. Like when you get to about the preteens, you're you're usually pretty good. But like any anyone younger than that is usually played by multiple kids. Huh. How we got the Olsen twins now. A continuing conspiracy theory about this show is that it's just a fever dream from the father from Malcolm in the Middle. One of the things that helps support that is that in this episode, Spooge is played by David Yuri. David Yuri also played a mechanic in an episode of Malcolm in the Middle. Scar, you got anything? Nope, I knew. 916-633-1537. Return to Oswald at gmail.com. Scar's on Twitter at Scarfinger. Brandon's on Twitter at that cool black nerd. Black is spelled B-O-K. I'm there at Ratchet Book Club. Uh, You can leave a review on Patreon. Sorry. You can leave a review on Spotify. Takes like 13 seconds. You can also leave a review on... um, the Good Pods app, copy and paste that into the Apple Podcast app, and then copy and paste that into the Podchaser app. Uh, you can donate to the show on patreon.com slash single simulcast. You can also donate to the show on uh, buymeacoffee.com slash sscast. You can buy us a drink. 
And you can go to the Good Pods app and you can leave a tip in the tip jar. And then just a tip. Y'all heard that uh, Stitcher is no longer? Yep. I still got people listening to my show that I still that I still use Stitcher. I, I sent some I sent some messages like, what you going to do now, dog? You know where to find me at, bro. I had no idea anybody ever used Stitcher. <laughs> oh, man. Stitcher used to be the shit. Like, Stitcher used to be the one and only. Yes. Really? Yes. Because it used to be a pain in the ass to get your stuff on to Apple. But Stitcher made the process like super fucking easy. So, so many people use Stitcher uh, in the early days of us podcasting. Absolutely. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Stitcher was like the end all and be all for podcasters for a while um i remember i used to make up ads for them niggas i was so happy that stitcher was around stitcher are you on <laughs> that was one of them i think i used that one on the borderline episode scar <laughs> <laughs> i was a horrible person um yeah, but thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly do appreciate it. Y'all be good. We're going to holler at you later. Peace. Peace up. Simulcast. Don't know by now that you're slipping.